Hello, everybody, and welcome. Thank you for joining us um, for another uh, edition of our speaker series during our inaugural um, Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars Teaching. We're so happy that you're here. My next guest, my name is Dr. Khadija Ali Coleman, and my next um, guest is one of the trailblazers of Black Family Homeschooling. Um, I'm going to have him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself because I feel that there's no words that I have that can really uh, contain all that he has done for the Black um, homeschooling community. In fact, at least two people that I've already spoken with as speakers have mentioned um, him and his work and how it has impacted the work that many parents um, turn to and, and, and use within their curriculum, um, checking out his video blogs or any of the information, the wealth of information that he shares um, with us within the community. So I'll zip it, allow him to <laughs> introduce himself and tell us who he is before he answers one of our um, pivotal questions for this teaching. Well, thank you, Dr. Ali Coleman and uh, the Black Homeschooling family for, for having me. My name is Baba Dr. Brother Samori Kamara. I don't know when I started saying Baba Dr. Brother, but I just... <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, but we started Kamali Academy in 2009 while I was still a grad student, uh, finishing up my PhD at the University of Texas in Austin. Um, but we started in New Orleans as I was you know, just, just came back home to New Orleans to, to write my dissertation. Um, but the, the impetus for developing the school came when in 2000 and 2006, I ran for school board in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And in running for school board, I, I went all around, you know, certain parts of, of Baton Rouge to, to talk to families and, and, and students about some of the concerns I had with the school system and some of the concerns they had demands that they had um, in, in terms of changing the school system for something to something better for our children. And I happened to go up on a porch of one lady and I said, can I talk to her about education and about the schools and about, you know, my run for, for school board? He said, yeah, babe, come on up here. You can come talk to me. Um, so I went up there and I, and I talked to her for about two hours and, and I was just breaking it down about how we needed more black educators in front of our children, how we needed to, you know, stop depending on the standardized test so much and, and get an African-centered or just some, some more black history within the school system and whatnot. And she said, baby, after that conversation, she said, baby, everything that you're saying is right. And, and, and I love what you're doing. You know, I'm not going to vote for you because I don't vote. But let me tell you this. She said, until you have your own school, I got to send my baby to the white folks in the morning. And I said, wow. I said, now I didn't talk all this stuff you know, for this two hours on this porch with this lady, and we had a great conversation, but she just broke it down so simply. She said, until we have our own schools, I got to send my, my baby to the white folks in the morning. And so it was then that I really realized that, okay, once I'm done with my schooling, um, I'm going to start a school for our, for our people because our people, um, they want it. They desire it. We just need those folks who, who have the energy and the passion for it to build it, and they will come. You know, so in 2006, I knew I wanted to do that. And once I, I finished my PhD or was finishing in 2009, I came back home to New Orleans and got started. We got started with two students at, at my kitchen table. Um, so that first year was only two, two boys. There was two 14-year-olds. 
And the next year, you know, we had 15 and it continued to grow and grow until we finally went online with it. And, and now we're totally online as I moved to Ghana, West Africa in 2015 for four years. So now I'm back here in America just for a little bit, for a little while, um, right, <laughs> right in time for all this craziness that's going on. But I'll definitely be back on the motherland uh, pretty soon. I So, you know, I never knew that story. So you didn't even start with homeschooling your own children. You started open with the intention of opening up a community school for for all children. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, many of us in our family, we're, we're looked upon as as the smart one. We looked upon as the, you know, the, the, the quote-unquote black sheep and all that kind of stuff who, who got some sense and who got some different radical ideas. And I saw that I had a number of my own family members who were having, who were having trouble in the school system and in the school system. And one of my little cousins, he had failed the seventh grade like three, like three times. Wow. I'm like, all right, so I'm back from, you know, from grad school or writing my dissertation. Now was the time to go in on and get this started. And he was one of the main catalysts for me starting school. He's never come to my school, which is crazy. I started because of, because of him. Um, but I also, I also realized, you know, seeing, being in a public school system, being in our community, I said, I don't have any children yet, but I will soon, right? And if I, if I have a daughter, if I have a son, who are they going to marry? I need to do my part to raise up some young men, some young women who have some, some African sensibilities about themselves so that maybe when, you know, when I do have children and they get old enough, they can find a suitable mate. You know, so that was, one of the, that was, that was some of the reasons why I got it started. Wow, this is so mind blowing. I don't, I haven't been aware of any of the epitaphs behind um, why and how, what inspired you, but to know that someone like you who has inspired so many other people to hear your story on um, what inspired you and to know that your first pathway that you were attempting was really to change the school system until mm -hmm. you realized that you were powerful enough to create your own school system. And I think that that is so important for people to hear and to know um, and to see. I know it was maybe six years ago, my daughter was in fifth grade at the time, I was homeschooling her and we signed up. I mean, because your school, your academy doesn't just offer English, math, we signed up for a black, I think it was either black political thought or black philosophical thought. <laughs> I think it was one of those. And the reason why I remember the topic of the course is because I took a course that was called one of those, I took a philosophical and a political thought course in, in college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they are offering this to children. This is fascinating. So um, my daughter, and I was like right there with her um, so that I could break down anything if necessary. But the way that you interacted with the, the young people, um, very, I don't even know how to explain it. It's because it's not typical of school. It, it wasn't lecturous or, you know, it was conversational almost. And, you know, this was six years ago and I still remember this. And, and, and it got her into the mindset 
of really centering um, her, of her lens. You know, she was coming out of the public school system and she lives with me. So everything is um, black, black, blackly black already. But to, <laughs> but to sit in, in front of another adult to have these conversations and this, this, this level of learning was just so, I hadn't experienced anything outside of me <laughs> that she or find anything of this caliber um, to introduce her to. And I'm so appreciative um, to you and what you, what you just bring, knowing that you're out there, you're just such a blessing. Um, but with that said, one of the things when I gave you the three questions um, to address, which one and asking you which one you wanted to address, you said that you had, um, you wanted to address the question as to what is the truth about black family homeschooling that you would like folks to know about. And I'd love to, to hear your take on what exactly is that? What's that truth? Well, number one, let me say to you, thank you, um, you know, for that, that, uh, that y your experience and your daughter's experience that you've had, you know, with us. Uh, we know that it takes a village, right, to raise a child. And so if you can have another person outside of your own home, because we know our children, you know, might not listen to us all the time. That's it. They might think that what we're saying is old fashioned or, or just, you know, not as relevant as it could be. If you have somebody outside of your home, you know, who can kind of reiterate some of the same things that you're saying, I think it's a beautiful thing for uh, our, our people. And that's one of the things that Kamala Academy hopefully brings to the table, you know, even today. Um, but in terms of some of the truths that, that I believe um, should be known in our community is number one, number one is that our children's dreams, or our dreams for our children might not be their dreams for themselves or our goals for our children might not be the goals that they have for themselves. You know, I, I speak to so many folks uh, in our homeschooling community, uh, uh, Kamale through Kamale coaching and, and consulting. And the first thing they say is, you know, I want my child to, you know, to graduate from college by, by 17. You know, I, I want them to be this and I want them to be that. And I, you know, I asked them, I said, but, but have you asked them? <laughs> you know, like, do, do you know what they want to do, you know, with their life? And the beauty of, the beauty of homeschooling is that we can take whatever their passion is, whatever their purpose is, and, and kind of tailor any kind of curriculum or school day or homeschooling journey to, to go along with that particular passion. And, and I think our, our children, you know, should hear that from us. They should, they should be uh, supported by us and not just have, you know, our dreams as their goals. Because the reality is there are so many things right now, so many jobs, so many um, opportunities that are available right now that weren't available 20, 30 years ago, right? And so we might be trying to prepare them for something that might not be even, even be around, you know, when they get up to, to that age. So I, I tell parents all the time, you know, really prepare, prepare your children for the path and don't, you know, prepare the path for your child. So just prepare them for anything that might come along their way. Prepare them to learn and unlearn and relearn. Prepare them to read well, to, to, to critically think well, to, to write well, to communicate well, to manipulate numbers well, but prepare them, prepare them for anything that might come their way, not just our dream, right? Because, you know, it's their life. So that's one of the, that's one of the first things that, that I hear from a lot of people and I just like what, would like people to know. 
So, but, but another one that I think is uh, very important is, is that we place less emphasis on a standardized curriculum, right? Um, it's, it's very, it's so, so many, so many parents I talk to always say, I, I just don't want them to be behind. I just want to make sure, I'm, you know, I'm getting everything. What, what is everything? Who are they behind? Our children are on their own growth, growing path. They're on their own level. They're on their own journey. Every seed does not, you know, grow at the same rate, right? And so in, in terms of, you know, placing less emphasis on a standardized curriculum, my question to many parents is, how much do you remember of that standardized curriculum, right? So how much, you know, how, are you at this moment smarter than a fifth grader? Right. And, and if you are not, and if you don't remember much of the stuff that you quote unquote learned in school, you have to ask the question why. Right. And so why don't you remember that stuff? One of the reasons is because you don't use it. Another reason is that maybe it's just not as relevant as, as, as we would like it to be. You know, sure, we want to expose our children to, to different things and, and, and different ideas. Um, but a lot of that standardized curriculum stuff is it's not usable, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if we need that particular information, we can get that information from, from Google. We can, you know, do a quick search to, to find certain things. So if we don't remember a lot of the stuff, if, if, if we um, remember mostly the social aspects of school, because, you know, when we were there, then why would we put our children and, and push them so hard to learn irrelevant information, right? Um, we, sure, again, our children should learn how to read well, should learn how to write well, to learn how to, you know, to, to, to speak well, to manipulate, to manipulate numbers, to understand who they are. Yes, but that standardized curriculum has to go because there's no standard. And again, our children's purpose is different from everybody else's purpose. Um, Dr. Amos Wilson, who is, is one, of my, one of my best teachers, and if you haven't um, read any of his books, or, you know, looked at any of his videos or lectures on YouTube, please do so. Dr. Amos Wilson had the gift of clarity. He was able to teach us very well and succinctly about the psychology of our experience from an African-centered perspective, right? But he asked the question in terms of uh, education, like, what is the purpose of education? And he said that the purpose of education for Black children is to secure the survival of our people. Right. And if you look at our education and other people's education, say European education teaches their children how to be conservators, right, to conserve their power in this world. The education that we give our children must be revolutionary. It has to be a radical education. Right. That again, secures our survival and allows us to get free. It has to be an education for liberation and not the education for subordination that we have gotten and continue to get from the public school system, whether they have black teachers in there, you know, or white teachers or whoever, right? The standardized curriculum is a curriculum that miseducates, miseducates us as a people, so we gotta do something different. So place less, less emphasis on that standardized curriculum, all right? And then one of the last things is, you know, we wanna measure them by their best selves and not anybody else. Uh, one of the things I find myself saying to parents all the time is that comparison is the thief of all joy. Right. Stop comparing. You know, many times we, we take our children out of our public school system and, you know, our children are not 
doing the same stuff that their counterparts are doing in the school system. And I say, but you took them out for a reason, right? That's okay. You don't have to keep up with them, right? The reality in, in, in the school system is that the curriculum is, as they say, a mile wide and an inch deep. But in our own curriculum, we can go as deep as we want. We can learn as much as we, we, you know, we want. And we can learn with our children and give them a deeper understanding of, of a smaller number of concepts. Because again, we don't remember much of the curriculum that, that was there in the first place, right? I mean, we, uh, my friends in Africa, they would say, you know, man, in the schools, we, we um, chew, pour, and pass or something like that. Like we chew some, you know, we chew the information that they give us, we pour it out on a test and we pass and we forget it, right? And many of us have done the same thing. Many of us do the same thing even in college classes. If you, if we take a, a, a test, you know, one or two weeks after that particular college class that we've taken, we would probably fail that particular test because learning is not necessarily going on, right? So again, measure them by their best selves. Every day we're learning. Um, I love the work of Carol Dweck in terms of uh, mindset and the growth mindset. It, it, it's good. It's great, actually. Um, we want to praise our children for their effort and not their innate geniusness and, and, and smartness. I think sometimes as parents, we, we, you know, we like to say, my baby is smart, my baby is a genius, and, and all those things because we've, we've heard so many other things. We've heard the exact opposite of that so long, right? But I, I tell parents, praise them for their effort because they, they are going to want to look like a genius. They're going to want to look like they're really, really smart in your eyes, but there's going to be some things that's going to be a struggle. And, and if they feel like, you know, because they struggle with this, that's going to change how you feel about them, they might not even try it. Right? And we want our children to explore. We want them to, to continue to grow at whatever they deem, you know, appropriate to go in uh, and to get better at the things that they love. You know, so that's a couple of the truths that I, I think should, should be out there for, for our family. Number one, um, make sure you're, you're dealing with their goals and not your own. Um, place less, less emphasis on that standardized curriculum and measure them by their best selves, their, you know, their, their personal best and help them get better from there and not compare them you know, to other people. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that information with us. Um, I am, again, so pleased and honored to have the privilege of speaking with you today. Um, if there is anything, do you have any links in particular that you would like for folks to visit? First and foremost, we're going to have your bio and contact information, of course, on the website. But right now, where would the first stop be that you would want people to visit? Um, KamaliAcademy.com or KamaliAcademyStore.com. You can, you can find all of our resources there that we have been creating um, since 2000 and maybe 13 is when we first started to really, really create our own resources and whatnot. Um, but of course, our curriculum and, and coaching and all that is on uh, KamaliAcademy.com. All right. Thank you so much. And for those who have stopped by today to check out this speaker within our speaker series for our, our inaugural teaching, please feel free to comment or to contribute to our breakout sessions that will take place on Friday, July 24th. Again, our teaching is from July 20th to July 24th. From July 20th to July 23rd, we'll be sharing resources such as this 
talk that you just heard. In addition to research and other things that we deem um, valuable to contribute to the conversation that we'll have on Friday, July 24th during our virtual breakout sessions. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at homeschoolingbook at gmail.com. Thanks again for checking us out.